Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Right there, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. And if you're listening on the radio and he's saying right there, you know we're broadcasting live video right now. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, check us out. Lots to get to today, this January the 13th, 2020. This is, by the way, National Peach Melba Day. I think I'm going to go gouge myself and gorge on tons of Peach Melba right after the show today. Uh, today, in studio, El Huapo himself, Craig Trapp. We're going to talk a little NFL and college football opening lines. And then Tony T, El Tigre, we will hear Comandante roar with some NBA action. Bulls at Celtics, 76ers at Pistons, Thunder at T-Wolves, and Magic at Kings. And then a new feature here on Picks and Parlays. We're going to do our first championship roundtable. We're going to talk about, obviously, LSU Clemson, the national championship game. Uh, joining me, three of our star handicappers. Craig Trapp in studio, we're going to have Tony Tellers, El Tigre, and we're going to bring in Higgy Pop, Sean Higgs. We're going to have a discussion about this game. We're going to look at offense, defense, special teams, prop bets, you name it. We're going to talk about it right here. So if you're planning on placing a small wager or two, or maybe a large one on the national championship game, uh, you want to stay tuned for that because we're going to be giving you a lot of quality information, as we do always on our website, picksandparlays.net, where you will find more free picks than you're going to know what to do with. And our expert picks are there for you as well. We do have a special offer. I'm going to tell you about it when we come back after the break. In the meantime, stick with us here. Picks and Parlays. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Uh, also streaming live throughout the day on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm your host, Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter. You can find me there at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. All right. Well, in the uh, opening segment, I promised you that we would talk some NFL opening lines. And with the semifinals or the divisional finals set uh, for the NFL, I think now's a great time to talk about it. Let's bring in our star handicapper and uh, main man, El Huapo, El Jefe himself, Craig Trapp. Craig, uh, we are set finally for the divisional finals. Yeah, exciting uh, group of four games this past uh, Saturday, Sunday. Of course, uh, on Sunday, wow, two, uh, two uh, maybe different halves, let's just say, for uh, Houston and Kansas City. What, what a game that was, 24 nothing, and then before you know it, it's 51-31 Kansas City winning. And then, you know, uh, just the opposite, the uh, – for uh, the – what am I saying here? The Packers jumped out to the big lead and then had to hold on late in that one. So uh, four pretty good games, but I think these are two pretty good games this weekend. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's start in the AFC where Tennessee, fresh off their, uh, let's just say their double of uh, knocking off both the Patriots, sending them to the retirement bin, and the Ravens sending them into the disappointed bin. I don't know what else to say. Uh, and, of course, Kansas City coming off that win against Houston Craig, Tennessee has been underestimated uh, basically at this point through every stage of their journey to this AFC championship. Uh, what's the opening lines, lines looking like right now, and are they still undervalued? 
Well, I definitely think they're undervalued. Kansas City, of course, has been the darling for a few seasons, and Patrick Mahomes probably did nothing to hurt that with the 51 unanswered points in that one. Uh, Kansas City's favored by 7.5 in this one, and the total set at 51.5, and, and I see a lot of money coming in on Kansas City already, so I don't think that's going to get back to that key number of 7, and if that's the case, I think Tennessee's definitely undervalued there. Tennessee's great run game and solid defense, and of course, Chelsea Messenger's uh, hometown Titans uh, have really come to play. Ever since they went 2-5 and five and they switched to Ryan Tannehill, this team has been unbelievable. I think they're the play for sure this week when I'm op- looking at this opening line. Are we sprinkling some money line magic there or just playing the points? I think I would just play the points just because it's off that key number of 7. If it's 7.5, I would uh, just play the 7.5 because I just think that's so much value on that one. At 7, I might play you know, like a 70-30 split, so I'd put 70% on the uh, – points and say 30% on the money line if it gets down to seven but at seven and a half I definitely would just put it all on the uh, points well if you think about this Tennessee team I mean they go to New England to beat the Patriots they go to Baltimore and beat the Ravens I mean they are road warriors in every stretch of the imagination they have made two huge upsets and yet people still think that those teams lost the games rather than the Titans winning them I tell you, Craig, I mean, I see this a lot. People get infatuated and fixated, and they they don't sometimes take two steps, steps back and try to look at the big, the big picture. Playoff runs are all about momentum and who's hot. Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans, this team is hot. They have momentum, and they have belief that they can beat anybody, Craig. And I think that's unbelievable that Kansas City, I, I know they're at home, but to be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, that seems to be... That hurts. Well, they're also Tennessee's. They're seven and three on the road this year. Seven and three against the spread on the road. You know, Kansas City, as good as Arrowhead Stadium has been in past years, and part of that was, of course, the Mahomes injury. Uh, but they're just six and three at home this year, straight up, and five, three, and one against the spread. So they have been a little vulnerable at home at, at times this year. I think it was the Raiders even beat them um, at home, and that might have been with Mahomes. But you know, either way, I mean. It's not like the Raiders were great this year. So, to me, I think you have to look at, as far as this half, this is the early game on Sunday. It's a 3.05 start time, Eastern time. You have to look at the underdog. And, you know, man, this total, though, that's a little scary. When a team scores 51 this past week and the total set at 51.5. So, yeah, the Tennessee Titans are very good on defense and like to run the ball. But if Kansas City gets on the scoring thing, Tennessee might have to just score with them. So, Craig, before we move on to the NFC side of the equation here, uh, give me your take. Where do you think this seven and a half point uh, spread is going to go for the cap for the uh, Chiefs? Is it going to widen or is it going to narrow? I would imagine it stays real close to this number because I just at looking at the initial betting. I do have a, a I get a report on on the percentage of bets that comes in, and it looks like Kansas City. A lot of the public is on Kansas City here. Um, now a lot of the sharp money comes in late, so that I do think that will come in on Tennessee late, but. You know, I think there'll be enough public betters as impressive as Kansas City was this past week that this line's going to stay at 7.5. At the worst, it's going to go to 7. It's never going to get off that key number of 7, in my opinion. All right, well, that's good stuff. Let's move along to the NFC side of the equation. Fresh off their victory over the Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers will travel to the Bay Area to play the San Francisco 49ers, who beat the Vikings. Uh, what are the numbers on this one, Craig? Yeah, San Francisco opened with uh, favored by seven in this one. Actually, uh, opening line actually seven and a half, and and is uh, come down to seven with a total of forty-five, and it's still setting at forty-five. Kind of surprised here. Green Bay 
looked pretty good, I thought. And, you know, yes, the Niners looked good, but I thought it was just the Vikings just got off to a poor start and they just could not get out of their own way. Really was more about, in my opinion, how poorly the Vikings played early. And then, you know, once you get behind, the game plans changed and that was a problem. I think Green Bay is setting at a really good spot for uh, – I, I like both the underdogs this week when I look at these initial lines. Man, if this line ever got back to that 7.5 that opened, I would be all over Green Bay for sure. Um, although Green Bay let the Seahawks get back into it. Yeah, I think that was more – you know, I mean, they were up two scores late, so they had a little um, had a little uh, wiggle room there. And, you know, sometimes you're just trying to win. Luckily – they covered too, but uh, for us betters that were backing like me, like backing the Packers, but you know, I think that it wasn't Green Bay was playing poorly the second half. They just were had an, enough margin to to back off and play more conservatively. I, they won't be able to do that this week because the San Francisco 49ers at home, much different team. San Francisco seven and two at home this year, straight up four four and one against the spread. So not great for um, if you if you bet them against the spread. Uh, Green Bay very good ro- a road team, six and two on the road straight up. Five and three um, against the spread. Interesting. Um, you're also not really crediting with the 49ers with uh, maybe the success that they've had on the field. I mean, yeah, the Vikings, they maybe weren't the greatest, didn't have the greatest day, but the Niners have been doing it all season and doing it somewhat under the radar. Well, hard to be underrated when you're 14 and three, but yeah, no, no, I mean, but no, but I mean, w- w- what I mean by that is everyone was talking about the Ravens this and the yeah. Ravens that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Ravens were the darling of everybody, sports betters, media, everybody. Yeah. And meanwhile, you got some other teams with some great records. I mean, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco. These are two teams that you know been pretty hot. Well, just remember, San Francisco was about six inches from having to play opening weekend that last game at True. Seattle this year. So imagine if Seattle had the home field, Seattle would probably still be left. I mean, I, I really think that's how much the home field advantage, especially for Seattle, which is to, so, so tough to play there. And the Niners would have been a totally different story. Would have had to go to, I believe they would have had to go to uh, New Orleans last week. So, But either way, they would have had to play opening weekend. Um, so San Francisco, yes, 14-3 and three on the year, but they had a much tougher division than, say, Baltimore, where they had that division locked up really uh, four or five weeks left of the season. So it was a much tougher division, but much yet, tougher. you know, in, in our discussions, you seem to even like Green Bay as a potential upset, upset yeah, favorite here. Yeah, I think Green Bay is a solid play, especially getting seven points here. I just, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl for a reason. He's a great quarterback. Not saying Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a great quarterback, but he's got his one playoff win now. One. Uh, I'm not going to be crazy with that. I did say I was worried because the Niners they had so many injuries, and a lot of those guys were coming back. They came back for that game, and it paid off. But I like the experience at quarterback for Green Bay. So uh, long shot here, sprinkle a little uh, little money line money on the Packers? Yeah, I definitely will have probably 70-30. I'll have probably 70% on the Packers, especially at this line, and 30% on the uh, money line here for the Packers. All right, 70-30, little, uh, 30%, little 30%. A shoot the moon like that. Craig Trapp, always yeah. a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll be checking back with you during the week. We'll see how these lines have moved as we get closer to the AFC and NFC championships. Then, of course, we will know how it is all set for the Super Bowl. The big game, I suppose, is what one has to say these days. Uh, but good stuff. Uh, Craig, thank you very much. And, of course, you can find Craig at picksandparlays.net. He's there, along with all of our other expert handicappers. And right now we have a special offer. Uh, to get any of their expert picks, 
Use promo code TIE for 15% off. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we're with you each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Pacific. I take it back. You know, I've been doing this for so long, and I keep getting this wrong. I don't know why. It's because I'm old. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network. And we do stream this show live and throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to participate in the show, we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is fill out the comments section on any of our social media platforms, and we will see it here in the studio. And our ace production team will do their best to put it up on the screen. And I will try to bring you into the show. And remember, keep them coming. Rude's okay. Too rude. Well, I'm going to, since it's 2020, we're going to even let too rude in because, well, we can do that. All right. I promised you a little NBA action with star handicapper uh, Tony El Tigre Tellez. So joining me on the guest line is the Comandante himself. Uh, Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Nick. Glad to be here. And of course, uh, final three months of the regular season in the NBA and, uh, you know, some teams jockeying for position. I think uh, the Lakers right now in the West, uh, number one seed and Denver and the LA Clippers battling for the second and third seed to see who gets home court in that uh, in that uh, possibly into the into the second round of the playoffs. So it should be interesting here the final three months of the season. Well, it should be. And of course, the four games that we've curated to talk to uh, our viewers and listeners about today. I think we only have one or two teams in the West here, but that's okay. We'll, we'll give it to you anyway, uh, because we are talking about the games for today, for Monday. So get ready. Let's start, shall we, Tony? Uh, let's start with the Magic versus the Sacramento Kings. The Magic, 18 and 21, 18, 19 and 2 against the spread. Uh, they're 6 and 4. They lost their last outing to the Suns, 94 to 98. Uh, they're 5-13 straight up, 9-8-1 against the spread on the road. DJ Augustin, Aaron Gordon not expected to play. They've gone under in all five of the last five. And the Kings, 15-24, 20-19 against the spread. They're only 3-7. and seven. Uh, They had a big loss by all over 21 points to the Bucks. Uh, Bogdanovich is out. Harrison Barnes, though, Marvin Bagley likely to play. Against the Magic, the total's gone under in seven of the last eight for the Kings. Now, Tony, I didn't get a total on this one. But I do get a play from you. Tell us, how do we handle this game? Yeah, I'm going to definitely look for the under in this game. I did see the line open with Sacramento laying two and a half. No total out yet, but I would I guess it to be around 212. And I would go under in that one. As you mentioned, the magic has been played to under the total. Uh, you know, and the problem is it's just we've got two teams who are dealing with cluster injuries to their scores. The magic, they score the least amount of points in the NBA and they're second worst in shooting Kings 24th in scoring. You know, the Kings play at the third slowest pace in the league. Orlando at the fourth slowest pace. Everything here points to an under Nick between these two teams. And uh, again, uh, let's go under the total. I, I, I believe it'll be around 212. About 212. And uh, the Kings are home favorites, two and a half point home favorites? Yeah, Kings are two and a half point home favorites. The Bogdanovich injury, I'm concerned about. Bagley's been out for a while. I don't know how yeah. sharp he'll be with these returning players. You know, we're going to, like, you know, I'm not confident in, in taking a team with, with, a, with a score back in their first game. I want, I want them to get that rust out of their system. Yeah, absolutely. Start getting into game rhythm, which is a very important thing. All right, let's move along, shall we? Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Thunder against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Oklahoma 22-17, and 26-13 and against the spread. 7-3 coming off 
a 110 to 125 loss to the LA Lakers. They're 9 and 10 straight up, 14 and 15 against the spread on the road. Uh, Nerland's Noel is out. The total is under in seven of the last 10 games for the Thunder. And the Timberwolves, they're 5 and 5. Most recent outing was a loss to the Rockets. Cole Anthony Towns, Jake Lehman are out, but they've been out for a while. Uh, 6 and 11 straight up, 5 11 and 1 against the spread at home. They've gone under in nine of the last 13. Now, I don't have a total on this one. But I do have Oklahoma City as two-point road favorites. Yes, they are. And uh, I will go ahead and lay the two with OKC. I, I, I would guess the total will be between 217 and I'm going to stay away from this total because recent form and Thunder have been pretty good. You know, they had won seven of eight until they fell at home to Lakers. And, you know, losing Lakers, I know the Lakers had some injuries there. But, you know, still the, the, the form for the Thunder has been really good. Remember, they were on a spread-covering streak of eight straight prior to that game. And they defended well against the bad teams during the streak. Now, when you look at the Timberwolves, the team has had success beating up on the bad and injury teams on their schedule the past two weeks. Carl Anthony Towns from Minnesota, he's dealing with a knee injury. Now, he's a rim defender and, and a scorer, so that's a huge loss for Minnesota. You know, I think the OKC size down low will be an advantage here for rebounds, defense, and points around the bucket. Thunder has covered 14 of 19 on the road. Okay, uh, the Minnesota has failed to cover 11 of 16 at home. And they're not shooting the ball very well on, are, are these Timberwolves on their home court overall and from the three-point line, only 29%. I'll go ahead and lay the two points with OKC. They've been a good road team. All right. Uh, Cole Anthony Towles and Jake Lehman, they've been out on and off pretty frequently for the last three or four weeks. So, you know, um, clearly they're not letting them get better <laughs> properly before they throw them back into the cauldron. I mean, Cole Anthony Towles, the important yeah, ta- one, of course, yeah. Yeah, Towns is the important player there. And, yep. of course, when you're dealing with a big man and a knee, you got to be extra careful. Remember, look at Zion Williamson, uh, the first-round pick for the Pelicans, hasn't even seen the court since the preseason because of right. his knee injury. So they're very careful with these big guys. Yep, they are indeed. All right, let's move along, shall we? The 76ers uh, against the Pacers, uh, 76ers 25-15. and 15. By the way, both these teams have pretty decent records, 17-22 and 1 against the spread. Uh, they are two and seven, though the Sixers, coming off a ninety-one to one hundred nine loss to Dallas. They're seven and thirteen straight up, uh, seventeen twelve one against the spread away from home. Uh, Joel Embiid is still out, not expected back anytime soon, if at all, uh, is what uh, is what I've been reading. Uh, total is under in four of the last five, and the pace is twenty-four and fifteen, twenty seventeen and two against the spread. They're also in a, you know, two teams with decent records in the middle of some, a really crappy run, actually, for each, each of them. Although they did, the Pacers did just beat the Bulls 116 to 105. But they're 4 and 6 in their last 10, which isn't great either. 15 and 5 straight up, 10, 8 and 2 against the spread at home. But uh, DeMantis Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon are both out still. Total's gone over in all of the last five games for the Pacers. Uh, Philly, one and a half point favorites, and I didn't get a total on this one. Uh, Tony T, two teams, good records, both in kind of having a, in a bit of a funk right now. Yeah, they are, and uh, I'm a little more disappointed with Philadelphia because for Indiana, their, their top scorer, Victor Oladipo, he's missed the entire season. He's probably due back sometime in February, and there's no reason for the Indiana Pacers to have a better record than the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. That's just, uh, uh, this, uh, you know, there's, you can't make a case for the Sixers there. Um, 
I expect the I ex, I thought Indiana would be favored here. I'm really surprised here. I'm going to take the Pacers here as a home dog. The total I would expect to be somewhere between 210 and 212. I'm going to stay away from the total here. But uh, you know that loss at Dallas was really bad for the 76ers. Yeah. They get outscored 68 to 41 in the second half. I mean Philadelphia has lost and failed to cover five straight on the road. And the issues here with the Sixers has been their defense. They're a lazy team. You know, when you can defend at home and can't defend on the road, that's just laziness. And when they're allowing 47% shooting, 38% from three. You know, Indiana, uh, they do have a winning spread record at home. Think about this. 76ers have failed to cover 12 of 18 on the road this season. That's two-thirds of the game. And they're supposed to be a contender here for, for, the, for the Eastern Conference uh, Championship. I don't see it here. Indiana has covered both means with Philadelphia this season. At home, they beat the 76ers by 18 on New Year's Eve. I'm going to take Indiana here to cover this one. All right, last game, Chicago Bulls, Boston Celtics. Uh, the Bulls do not have a good record. Let's just put that right out there right now. <laughs> 14 and 26, 19, 20, and one against the spread. They're only three and seven. Uh, however, you know, in, in, in a harken back to the glory days of old, it was Bulls-Pistons. Uh, they did beat, beat the Pistons and snapped a six-game losing streak with that win. Uh, they're seven and twelve straight up, ten eight and one against the spread away. Total's gone over in four of the last five for the Bulls and the Celtics. Twenty six and eleven, uh, twenty one fourteen and two against the spread. Uh, they're six and four, a thirty five point win over the Pelicans snapped a three game loser for them. Uh, they're fifteen and three straight up, ten seven and one against the spread at home, and they've gone under in twelve of the last eighteen against the Bulls. But you know the totals two fifteen and a half here, uh, Boston. Big nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, yeah, Tony, what, what's up with this one? Uh, over or under? Well, you, well, I'll mention this here. When you look in Webster's Dictionary and you look up for the definition of crap team, Detroit yeah. Pistons will be the first team on the list there. I mean, that is yeah. just a garbage team, so I don't give, I don't give Chicago any credit along, for along, being along the Pistons. With, along with Norwich. Okay, but we'll leave that one for later. <laughs> Well, you know, Boston got out of their funk. You know, I'm going to stay away from the total here. I, I'm just going to have to, I, ha, I can only lay the points with Boston here in this yeah. one. You know, they got out of their funk. They just absolutely crushed New Orleans 140-105. Remember, you know, Kemba Walker was dealing with the flu. And the flu hits people different ways. Some people are healthy with good defense systems in their body. They don't, they don't feel that. But some people can't, and I understand that. So the flu can really, really impact players' performance. And I think that's what you saw with, it with the Celtics. They kind of went through the flu bug last week. They're healthy now. And... Um, you know, listen, the, the issue with the Bulls has been their poor shooting. Just 43% from the field. They sit near the bottom of the league in offensive efficiency. They failed to cover four straight against winning teams and six of their past seven against Boston. And here's the player that we heard about last year, Otto Porter Jr. Remember he came over and Chicago mm -hmm. looked really good, but he hasn't, he hasn't been on the team this year. And their offense has kind of went, went, has been poor. And, um, you know, the Celtics top four in the league in the defensive efficiency ratings. I can only take Boston here laying the points. All right, could it be another Boston-LA rivalry in the making here as uh, both these teams are uh, looking very good as we uh, get into the stretch run uh, at the end of the uh, What have we got, three months, two and a half, three months about left in the season, I think, right, Tony? Uh, still a lot of games to yeah. play, but uh, certainly uh, interesting. Tony Tellez, always a pleasure. LT Gray, thanks for having you on, and uh, stay around, T. Gray, because uh, you, uh, me, and Craig, and and Higgy, we're going to do a little roundtable college football when we come back. All right, that's what we're going to do, folks, when we come back. If you'd like to get more of Tony T's picks, 
His expert picks are right there for you at Picks and Parlays. Don't be bashful. Head over to the website. And to make it easy for you to kind of lubricate your way into the expert pick department, load up some wonderful picks in the basket. Use promo code TIE, T-I-E, get 15% off. Why tie, you say? Well, with all your winnings, you're going to go celebrate, and you are certainly going to tie one on. All right, coming up, college football national championship roundtable with Sean Higgs, Craig Trapp, and my guest for this segment, Tony Tellers. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we bring you the absolute best in free sports betting picks every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. I got it right. You see that? On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, as well as the American Forces Network, and live streaming throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, well, we talked a little NFL opening lines already today. We've obviously the NFL playoffs in, in full effect. Uh, we have talked a little NBA action, but we have a very big college football game just around the corner. The national championship game, uh, number three, Clemson against number one, LSU. Let's get to it. I promised you a round table. It's more like a square table, but let's bring in our expert cappers. Uh, Craig Trapp here with me in the studio. Uh, Tony El Tigre Tellers and Sean Higgy Pop Higgs. Gentlemen, uh, the national championship game is upon us. Clemson, uh, you know, what's to say? 14-0, looking to get it done twice in a row. Can they do it? They squeaked by Ohio State, though, in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, that brought them back here to the national championship. A perfect 25-0, straight up. Top-ranked defense in college football. And LSU Tigers, obviously, 14-0. and 0. Uh, They blew apart Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Uh, Joe Burrow there, score, showing he can score seven touchdowns in a half, averaging 48.9 points per game. The list and the plaudits go on and on and on and on. It's Tigers versus Tigers. Gentlemen, uh, let's start, shall we? Uh, Craig, uh, I've got uh, LSU five-point favorites, and I think that's shifted now. Uh, 69 and a half points total. But I have to ask you this, Craig Trapp. Uh, is it possible that the Clemson Tigers could upset the LSU Tigers? Well, I mean, we've seen it. Clemson uh, upset Alabama uh, twice in the last, what, four years now? So, I mean, anything can happen. Dabo Sweeney is obviously uh, very skilled at winning big games. And this uh, Clemson team hasn't lost in, what, two years? And the returning national champion. So, not often does the returning national champion actually be the underdog here, but I actually see this line at five and a half. I even see a few sixes out there, very limited sixes, uh, but I do hear that the public is banging on this LSU team and the over. Uh, the over, I think, is sitting at 69 and a half. I would imagine this, this over is going to end up at 70 before game time. All right, uh, let's start, shall we? Uh, move on from Craig. Let's go to Tony. Tony T, uh, talk to me a little bit about the offense here. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really impressed with LSU. Even in their, in their opening uh, game against Georgia Southern, I felt they were the best team in college football just in week one off from that showing. And I think they have a little bit of edge in the first half. I'm gonna, I, I think I, I like LSU first half minus three and a half. I like them first quarter at half at minus half a point. Here's why. Uh, when you look at their toughest opponents this year, they faced Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and Florida. Uh, they average 481 yards or greater. They average a composite 514 yards per game against those four defensive teams, the best they face, some of the best in the nation. 
Clemson, I don't. Clemson has not seen an offense like this. This this uh, this uh, LSU Tigers team this year. And I think LSU will have an edge in the first half, and I do see the scoring slowing down in the second half as Clemson makes the adjustments. But one thing to note here: Clemson can milk a little bit of clock here by running the football because they're averaging 6.4 yards a carry. They have experience in the backfield and experienced quarterback. Uh, so I, I see the game uh, really shaping up here as far as looking for a prop play. LSU have an advantage here in the first half and the game slowing down in the second half. I like, uh, I like, uh, I like the under overall. All right. Uh, Higgy, what say you? Well, you know, we're talking about this total, and as much as, you know, you see 69s out there, I see 67 and a half, I see some 68s, but I won't be shocked, like Craig said, if this gets to 70, because people are going to pound it. you got LSU averaging 49 a game, uh, Clemson a 43 a game. And also, you know, you mentioned back-to-back champs, three and four years for Clemson. I've seen them put up, what, 44 against Bama, 35, uh, 31 against them, and 40 against Alabama. So we know they can play against these kind of defenses. Everybody's like, LSU is just going to roll over these guys. Clemson could score. This team could score. Um, I think it's a lack of defense here that's going to uh, keep the, the offenses on the field because you're going to see these guys get winded. I guess it's a dome. It's not like they're playing humidity. But when you got Burroughs having uh, a career, I don't even know what it's called when you have a year like this. It's just uh, a, a record-breaking. The guy's unbelievable. But let's be honest, the guy on the other sideline, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft next year. He would have been number one this year if he came out, but he's he's staying. You know, he's a young kid. He, so I think crazy shootout, a lot of points. Yeah, Clemson, you talk about adjusting on defenses like Tony had said, but I don't think it's a matter. I think the offenses on both teams are just way too much. I think the total is going to sell. I'm shocked it's not like open at 70 and moving to 75, actually, because you got two guys who could chuck it. You got two running backs who – are overlooked all over the place that put up huge numbers and if they didn't have Heisman quarterbacks, they would be up there striking a pose on uh, the podium. But here, definitely over the total. I I, I think this game's going to be in the 80s as a total. I, right. I, I've seen Clemson against a team like LSU because they played Alabama in the last four years and you've seen them put up 40 points in these games. Okay, so riddle me this, gentlemen. Let's move on and let's talk about defense. Uh, you know, you guys say... Uh, Clemson haven't uh, seen anything like uh, LSU. Well, yeah, but they do have the top-ranked defense in college football. They've allowed the fewest points per game in the entire NCAA. Yet, Higgy, you're telling me this is going to be a shootout and the score's going to be over. I'm going to throw it over to you, but let's start here with El Huapo. Uh, Craig, uh, doesn't that seem to be a little counterintuitive? Well, I think it's more about who you play. The ACC may be the worst. Exactly. I don't know, maybe. They definitely were the worst Power 5 team in the country this year, so they played a lot of weak defenses. They, they had the easiest schedule by far of any of the, the best four teams that were left in this playoff, and I think that was more a result of that. And Clemson, you know, they were up a lot of games, so they didn't really try to score a ton. So they just ran the ball, ran the clock out a lot in the second half. That helps your defense. But I think it has a lot more to do with the low quality of opponents they played this year. Uh, Tigray, do you agree with that? Yeah, well, you know, the thing with the Clemson defense here, they gave up a season high in yardage to Ohio State. They were down 16-0. Then they made the adjustments. And that's really uh, the key, I think, here is the defensive coordinators here and the defensive coaches for Clemson being able to adjust on the run here. And we saw that in that Ohio State game. Remember, Ohio State could have opened this game up. They got three field goals, two touchdowns, and then Clemson got those late scores. They showed they were clutch in that second quarter to make it a game. And, of course, they, got, they stole the momentum away from Ohio State. But, you know, Craig is right. They haven't played really a tough schedule. I mean, they played an SEC team early in the year, 24-10, 
uh, win against Texas A&M didn't cover, so people kind of forgot about them. You know, they weren't really they were, became back page news for a long time until we got until they got to that uh, championship game against Virginia and they pounded Virginia there. But one thing to note here is that uh, you know the, the LSU defense, uh, you know, can can they keep can they stop the run? I think this is what this is what's what's going to come down to if. Clemson can move the football on the ground against LSU. It's going to open up plays and time of possession will be in Clemson's in, in Clemson's uh, favor here because LSU likes to make the big plays. But, you know, if you run those methodical drives, keep that clock running, that's where you can see some wear in that LSU defense. Higgy, I see you nodding. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the scheduling, what are you going to do? You play who's in front of you. The ACC is down. We know that. I mean, as much as people make jokes about the Pac-12 during bowl time, at least Oregon, you know, was pretty decent. Utah, you know, they 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 give not a fight to Clemson, but come on, these teams in the ACC are just down. You saw, you know, it's not a comparison. But again, playing Ohio State, slow out of the gate, they made the adjustments. I just look at it's different. Ohio State's a team they haven't really played. They played LSU before because they're Alabama light. Let's be honest, it's the same kind of team. We know they know what they're going into. Um, Adjustment-wise, the adjustment, everybody's talking about the Clemson adjustment. What about the LSU adjustment? A team could actually make a stop. Because when LSU played Alabama, that was who's got the ball last with a backup quarterback. I mean, so, again, I'm leaning this towards you got a team who's been here. What was their fifth? This is their fourth in five years, right? Five in, in, the, in the national championship game. Forget every, you know, playoff they've been in the last five years. This is a team that knows exactly what to expect. Their head coach is awesome if not, you know, 1A to, to save in here. I'm just, uh, you know, not that I want to just jump on the, the Clemson bandwagon here because nobody's on them. How do you just not give this team zero respect? We've seen this play out before the last couple of years. Everybody's been on Alabama. Now it's LSU, Alabama light. They're younger brothers. I, I don't get it. LSU, excuse me, uh, Clemson against Ohio State struggled a little bit. I get on defense, and then it was no-brainer down the road. You know, they just took over. I'm I'm looking for more of the same here. I'm I think the defense is there, the offense is there, and it's gonna be a wild one for sure. It's gonna be like that forty five forty game we saw four years ago. Tony, it looks like you're ready to jump through your box and land into Higgins' yeah, box and yeah. we're gonna have a fight. I, I'm yeah, I'm not into that Alabama LSU comparison because Burrow and two are different quarterbacks. I don't I don't believe that Burrow is a more accurate quarterback. He can thread a needle. Uh, Tua, he throws to a lot of open receivers. He's a chucker, throws it down deep downfield. Uh, I think I think the Burrow is a, a better quarterback, uh, more of an NFL prototype quarterback than Tua is. So I think there's a different edge here. I think edge and quarterback here for the Tigers. Um, and I think I think uh, that's the difference here in this one. Which, it's not Tua just tiger? up chucking throws downfield. Which tiger? The LSU Tigers. The tiger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, Burrow, Burrow's on the LSU he's just Tigers. The tigers win. Yeah, all right. I know. Burrow, Burrow I is on the, the LSU time. Bur- I'm, making a, I'm just making the same that I think Burrow is a better quarterback than Tua. I think he's a more accurate quarterback. He can thread a needle. Got it. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Craig Trapp. Uh, one of the things I love about these big games are all the prop bets that are out there. You know, who's going to win the coin toss? Who's going to pick their nose first? I love this stuff. Uh, you got any good props out there, Craig? Yeah, I got two. I got one team prop, one player prop. Uh, first team to score, I love this LSU team to score first. Yeah, you got to lay the minus 150 juice here, but LSU has got out to some huge starts all season long. I think it's more of the same here. I could see that Clemson uh, doesn't want to go, uh, you know, just score quickly. So even if Clemson wins the toss, I could see they'd obviously defer 
Um, I think LSU minus 150 is a layup. And then for a player prop, Trevor Lawrence over 296.5. I think with that, the hot starts that we've seen LSU, I think Clemson will get behind early in the first half like they did against Ohio State. I think Trevor Lawrence will have to throw the ball. So over 296.5 yards. Remember, this LSU team, what did they give up to Vanderbilt? 30 points or something? And a very bad Vanderbilt team. So I like Trevor Lawrence over the 296.5 as a prop too. You guys got any other good props? Higgy? How about uh, Jennifer Lawrence instead of Trevor Lawrence? Uh, what's the what's what are the odds on that? <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Actually, I think the Hunger Games is on sometime <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, prop wise, you know, I'm going to be looking at alternate uh, totals. So I'm going to be actually looking for something up in like the 90 point range, believe it or not. To see what kind of returns I could get on the game day for that. I don't have any exact numbers in front of me. But that's what I'm, I'm looking for. So I want to find good numbers between like 85 and like 95, somewhere in between there. See what I could get. Sounds good. I think good. it's going to be a wild one. Wild one on Monday night. All right, wild one on Monday night. Uh, El Tigre, any fun props for you out there? Yeah, yeah, I like LSU first quarter at uh, minus half a point. Uh, I think the fast start and, of course, Clemson, you know, having to see this LSU team for the first time and, and, and face an accurate quarterback who can, who can pin the needle. You know, <laughs> I think that's a different difference in Tua, who's just a chucker. Uh, I'll take the first quarter here with the LSU. First quarter with LSU. All right, let's uh, run it around. Uh, tell you what, 10 seconds for each of you. Anything spectacular we need to look for in this game that we haven't spoken about. Trap, you're up. Ten seconds. Well, this is, I think, how Ed Orgeron handles his first time in the National Championship. Dabo Sweeney, we know how good he has been in the National Championship game. We'll see how he does. Higgy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that with Craig right there. It's an experienced guy versus a first-timer here. T. Gray. I'm going to go look at the uh, second half and, and pretty much how uh, Clemson uh, we talked about Clemson's ability to uh, defend LSU. I think that's going we're going to see what happens here with the second half adjustments. L- LSU can get that first first drive touchdown in the second half. It could be it could be clear sailing for them. Gentlemen, always a so pleasure. In game, great in fun game, look talking, at that. Great fun talking national championship game with you. You can find every one of these gentlemen at picksandparlays.net. And right now, go get their expert picks. They're there for you. Use promo code TIE T I E. Of course, none of them wearing one today. But if you do put that code in, you will get 15% off. Enjoy the national championship game. And remember, with picks and parlays, you're always going to bet, win, repeat. I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a programming note, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, we bring you the best in free picks, sports betting picks, right here on the Sports Byline Network, also American Forces. And, of course, we stream this show throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, And if you've missed any part of the show, you can find repeats on any of those social media sites almost immediately, as well as on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, if you want to download the podcast and, you know, do some sweating with the oldies. Uh, well, we didn't have Chip Chirimbus today, but, you know, okay. And do some uh, working out while you listen to all these wonderful free picks uh, from Picks and Parlays. All right, well, let's recap really just the NBA segment because we had a, a really robust discussion about the national championship game. We did some NFL opening lines. But let's talk NBA free picks. Let's take a look. This is what Tony El Tigre tells. These were his, his picks. Let's go through them. Uh, Bulls at Celtics take the Celtics minus 9.5. Uh, 76ers at Pacers take the Pacers to cover. Thunder at Timberwolves take Oklahoma City Thunder to cover. And Magic at Kings 
to take under the total on that one. And I may actually have that one here for you because uh, I know we brought that up uh, not in front of me. But anyway, check it out. Take under the total. All right. Those were the free picks from Tony. And of course, if you want to go back and listen to, you should go back and listen to this national championship discussion we had because fascinating stuff, some great prop bets there as well. You certainly want to take advantage of all of those. But most importantly, look, we give you free picks galore here at picksandparlays.net. But when you're ready to go to the next level of sports betting intelligence, you need to help yourself to our expert handicappers. We have, tw- we have 35 of them. Uh, I said 23. I don't know where that number came from. It's not 23. It's 35. We have 35 of them. So go choose some of our star cappers and load up on their expert picks. Get that extra sporting intelligence. And right now, 15% off. Put them in the basket. Check out promo code TIE, T-I-E, and you'll see your bankroll grow very nicely. Thank you very much. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for me. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Same place, same channel, same time. Until then... Bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.